Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. My name's Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends, on this episode. I am super excited. Uh, I will confess right now, this is going to be a shameless plug episode, but I hope you'll understand and forgive me uh, for doing this. But I'm excited to let everybody know that it is official that my first book, um, and I'll explain why I say first book, uh, has, is complete. Uh, it's ready for publication. In fact, I'm going to be starting pre-sales very quickly quickly, very soon in the, it should be mid December here. Um, but, uh, I'm excited to let you, my listeners and those in the kid ministry collective Facebook group know that this book is ready for you. I've written a book and it's called valleys over mountains, a guide through the hard seasons. This was a passion project that really God led me to because I was writing a first book and I felt like God was telling me to stop. And I had recorded a podcast that was originally titled Valleys Over Mountaintops. And it was a little bit of discussion about valley seasons that leaders go through, whether it be transitions of ministry positions, whether it be a challenging time where spiritually, emotionally, you're running dry, running thin, uh, lacking creativity, lacking passion. It could be a season where you've lost uh, the view of your calling. You're just not sure, unsure of why you're in ministry or what you're supposed to do in ministry. Uh, maybe you're questioning, are you supposed to continue in, in a certain type of ministry? So valley seasons can be those kind of seasons. There, there also could be times where ministry pace has just become unsustainable and you know that the overwhelm and the chaos is getting to you and it calls into question everything. So valley seasons can be different from for everybody, but uh, I wrote this from a perspective of just as a hard season. So whatever your hard season is, whatever you're being challenged with right now, my prayer is, is that a book like this will just help you get some clarity will help you to find some peace, and most of all, to find hope and beauty in the valley. So I want I wanted to do an episode or two on this because I'm really excited to share with you what it's about, and I'm hoping that whether you need it or whether you know someone that you, that you could buy it for and give, I hope it will be a blessing. Um, this has become a very, uh, writing a book is vulnerable, and uh, it's terrifying, honestly. As much as I'm a very public person and I love being around people and getting to know people and being known by people, there's a part of me that wants to hold back some of these stories that didn't want to share some of these things. So I really had to ask God to, to allow me to let go of my, my pride and, and uh, to be humble and to share because I know he wanted me to share these things. So let me explain to you why I wrote this book as well. Um, because I found that walking in the valley, I realized that God had amazing beauty for me. That sometimes when you're in the valley, 
you see things that you'll never, ever see up on the mountaintop. Yeah, you know, mountaintop leaders, if they're always up there and they've never taken time to walk into a valley or allow themselves to go into a valley, uh, they miss the beauty. They miss the colors. They miss the sounds. They're, it's so different in a valley season. Now, some of you are going, I don't like valley seasons. I don't like the season that I'm in. This is harsh. This is hard. It's dark. Yeah, valleys do get really dark, but they're also beautiful. And I think, I hope I've conveyed that in this book as I've written it. But I wrote this book to help leaders who are going through the hard stuff, again, find that hope and a better understanding and clarity of what God is calling you to. I pray that your relationship with the Holy Spirit and the Father will draw closer so that you can see all that God wants you to see. Valley seasons are times to process, to refocus, to clarify, to renew, to rest. Let me tell you, there are also times to heal. Some of you are walking with wounds from current or past ministries that you've never dealt with. You've kept them bandaged. You've allowed them to, to scab over a little bit, if I can use that illustration. But unfortunately, they can get reopened and bleed again. They can get infected. They can cause cynicism and, and uh, a, a, a mistrust of people. They can create fear of man more than fear of God. If you don't deal with them the right way, trust me, I know. <laughs> I didn't do it right the first times. And that's part of what God took me through in the valley season was to show me that I needed to, to do some heart work. And so I want to encourage you to think about valley seasons differently. And that's why I wrote this book. I want to share just a couple things from this book and what it's about. Um, as well, because my hope is, is that um, you're going to want to take a look at this book and, and, and get it for yourself or get it for somebody, you know, maybe you're not even in what you would think is a valley season right now. That's probably a good time to get it because I hope it will also prevent you that when you do find yourself in a valley, because every leader does uh, go through a valley, whether you like it or not, um, you're, you're going to find benefit in, in knowing what you need to know to handle it. You know, my verse, first Valley experience was hard and it came on the heels of some very intense and painful seasons in my life where I was alone and I was hurt and I didn't know anywhere to safely go to talk. Sure, I tried to talk to some ministry peers and they kind of understood what I was going through. And, and it almost got to be where we were comparing wounds and looking at each other's bleeding wounds and, oh, that's bad. Yeah, well, you should see mine. It's, it's even worse. And that wasn't healthy. And we really need to stop doing that in our ministry circles. We really do. We shouldn't be about comparing wounds. If you're going to compare anything and you learn from anything, learn from the scars because those are the people that have dealt with their wounds and have allowed God to heal and restore. And those scars are just simple reminders of both the sinfulness of men and myself, 
ourselves, as well as the greatness of God and his healing hand on us. So my valley season was a rough one and it, and it came on the heels of that. But I've also been in valley seasons where it was a time of intense preparation. God was going to move me up to something new and different. And, and so he took me through the valley so that I could learn and grow and see him and lean into him more to get out of my comfort zone and to get out of the, what I already knew into the unknown where he could lead me, where I couldn't put myself on cruise control anymore where I couldn't just lean on the things that always brought me success. See, sometimes the valley seasons push us outside of places because we don't always know where we're going in the valley. You know, the mountains, you can always see a higher mountain and you can find the path to keep going. But in the valley, you don't always see the next twist and turn because sometimes there's hills there <laughs> and there's rises and there's dips and there's curves. And you don't always see the path as clear from down below. Where up above, you can see a big picture. But in the valleys, you don't always see that. And you have to lean into trust. You have to follow the map, the, the guideposts. And that's what the Holy Spirit provides in the valley seasons. He doesn't want you to get lost. He wants you to lean in. And for some of us, we're going through these hard seasons. And right now, when I'm recording this, it's in the first week of December, and it's an intense season for a lot of us. The pace is increased because there's a ton of activity. There's a ton of ministry. And you know what? God allowed me to remind myself, reminded me of how, how intense that is. Just uh, recently, uh, I've been helping as a volunteer in my, my local church and serving my children's pastor. And he's a great friend of mine, uh, a very close friend, and was having some health concerns and asked me to step into his shoes for for a little bit here to help him and to help with his team and keep them encouraged and, and uh, to keep him on mission and, and, and just to, to do some teaching with the kids. And so I've jumped back in and, and uh, uh, this past Sunday, I had the opportunity to teach twice. And then they had a big event for angel tree to do in the afternoon. And I, I watched his team perform in an amazing way, a group of young leaders that just rocked the house with how well they put on the program, but they were tired. And honestly, so was I, I was like, wow, man, I had to remember and get the muscle memory back of what it was like to teach twice and then have a short gap in the afternoon and get back at it for another session. You know? Yeah. I fell asleep earlier than I normally do, <laughs> but you know what? This pace is not just me. It doesn't mean you're in a valley season. It just means you're running at a heavy pace. But the hard season applies because these are hard seasons. And so you, you don't want to just limp through. You don't want to put it on cruise control and you don't want to fake it till you make it. You can run at a healthy pace, even fast paces, but you also have to know how to slow it down at times. And the valley seasons teach you how to keep a sustainable pace. And that's one of the things I hope people get out of my book is to learn how to find your godly, sustainable pace. You see, it scares me right now. We talk a lot about burnout. Everybody uses burnout in their phrases. I've seen it all over in marketing, in all sorts of church products and resources. People are selling books and classes and courses all about burnout. Listen, my friends, burnout is not something we, can, we should make a cliche term. And, and, a, and a course uh, 
I mean, resources, they're great. Books are great. But listen, until you stop and pause and allow the Holy Spirit to show you where you've gotten in the wrong pace and how you're running and why you're running in the wrong thing, because when we're running in the Spirit, when we're doing it God's way, you don't burn out. So again, I've said this before, you can have a full volunteer roster and still burn out. You can, you can not run as many programs. You could still burn out. You, you know, burnout is prevented only by when we operate in the strength and power of God, the Holy Spirit. Burnout is prevented when we operate on a godly, sustainable pace. If you don't know what that is, <laughs> I can help you find it because I finally found it for myself. And I'm so thankful that even in my busy seasons, I don't lead exhausted anymore. Yes, I get tired. Yes, I get worn down. I have been pushing harder than I've ever done. This, this last year has been one of the hardest years of my life, building, restoring leaders and KMC coaching and building up the, the Kid Ministry Collective and preparing for 2022 and some things that that Ron and I have been dreaming about doing with the ministry of Kid Ministry Collective. It's been hard. It's been intense. Um, it, it, it's been stretching my faith to let, let God provide the resources that I need because it's terrifying when you're living on a by-faith ministry. <laughs> there is no normal income coming in. I'm raising funds for what I do. I'm trusting God to provide, and it's hard. But you know what I'm learning in this, and even in this little bit of a valley season? that God's preparing me for something even bigger to help and serve more and more leaders that are hurting and broken and burned out who feel alone and isolated. I wrote this book for you. For those of you that want to know how do I live in the fullness of God? How do I become that follower of Jesus and a leader of those who need to know him. That's what I wrote this book for. I wrote this book to help leaders figure out how to embrace their valley seasons and, and to realize that, that, again, like I said, valleys are not always fat, flat or smooth. They can be intense. Valleys can be very messy, personally, professionally. They can be painful, but they can be full of beauty and joy, and hope. But you can't ignore why you're there. And you can't ignore the valley. Some people think, well, I'm never going to go to the valley. I am loving ministry. Everything's going great. I got it. I got my team. And yeah, you know, I got programs and, and, and I'm happy with my, where I work and, and what I do. And life's great. Hey, awesome. But you know what? God may be calling, getting ready to call you into a valley season because he has something more. Because you have been faithful in the little, God's going to say, okay, now I'm going to give you more. I've got more to bless you with. I've got more for you to do. You know, we say in KMC Coaching, we want to lead more to reach more. Because that's what we want. We want to build God's kingdom, not our own, but God's kingdom. We want to see it grow. We want to take more people to heaven with us. We need more people 
trained up and prepared to reach people. So we need to build our teams strong and wide. We need to build our, our reserves deep and wide. Prepare them and equip them and retain them. Yes, we need to do all those things. But again, all those things don't prevent burnout unless they're done in the right perspective with the right heart and with the right calling. I wrote this book to help leaders who, who have felt themselves slipping away from their calling, who've gone into that unsure place and not knowing should they stay in ministry or not, or maybe they've been let go. But I also wrote this for the people that are up on the mountaintops right now, because you need to learn how to get ready to go into a valley and walk through it and grow from it. My friends, I am praying for every one of you that God would show you his mighty hand and would provide for your every need, both for volunteers, resources, time, that he would give you the talent and ability that is not yours, but from him and that you would embrace it and use it for his glory alone. My friends, I want you to know that you are not alone. There are communities out there, and I know a lot of you are involved in many, many Facebook groups, but you're still lacking that community. Well, I want to encourage you that community is there, and sometimes you have to just go start it up. you got to go reach out to somebody else. Find that community. But if you need somebody to talk to, please reach out. Restoringleaders.org. You can look up our website. We're here for you. We're a by-faith ministry where we serve anyone who needs help. We do it the old-fashioned way, the way Keith Green, the old musician, used to do. You pay if you can. If you can donate and help um, for, for any coaching or, or, or courses that you take and use through the ministry, we want you to, to bless somebody else with it. So whatever you can afford to give, you give and more because it blesses someone else who's going through a ministry transition. Because the one thing my advisory team, my board and I are committed to as a ministry is that we will not charge. We will not ask for anything of anybody who's going through ministry transitions. So if you've been let go uh, from a position and you need someone to talk to, to process the hurt, the overwhelm, the what next? How do I get ready? How do I take the wounds that I have and help them become scars so that I can learn from them? That's what Restoring Leaders is here for. And we'll never ask a dime from you because we want to help you. Down the road, as you're blessed and as, as you, God opens a new door for you and you want to turn back and give back, that's fine. That's great. You'll just be paying it forward for somebody else that, that's in your shoes. Maybe you're not even in in that place right now where you're hurting and broken, but you know you could help. Well, we would love to have your help. There's ways to donate even on the website. We're always looking for people to join in, in our support team. But we're here to help. And the reason why I wrote this book is because I wanted to get it out there more that there's resources here. There's people that are willing to talk and sit and listen and for you to be known and heard and cared for confidentially and carefully. We're here for you. We also help provide those that leadership coaching on the KMC side. 
where you can learn about team building and structures and personal leadership growth. And we want you to be the best leader you can be, but we also want you to learn your healthy, sustainable pace. And so we will work with you and coach you and push you to get you to that place. Because look, when you find it and you find your rhythm, it's amazing what God will do through you because you'll be living and leading in the right way. And uh, we want you to do that. So my hope is for this episode is to bring you hope in this holiday season. Like I said, I'm, re I'm recording this in the first week of December of 2021. And I want you to be hope filled with hope that God is the God of hope, the God of restoration, the God of new birth. And that this season is a time where you should be pausing even in the midst of it all. If you can't find any time, an hour to sit aside for, and sit alone with the Father and worship Him, adore Him, read that Christmas story and let it soak into you, then you're too busy and your pace is unhealthy. And I say that in all the love. And I say that as one who's been there and guilty of doing it. My friends, I'm hoping that what I can do is encourage you that as we say with, with the Restoring Leaders Ministry, we want you to live restored and lead renewed. We want you to live in this way that God says, I have given you an abundant life. I'll provide for you in your creativity, for your volunteers, for your finances. I'll provide for your family. I'll provide for you. I want your cup overflowing. That's what God wants for us, to live in that abundance. But yet we keep putting holes in the cup, punching holes in it, and letting the water of life run out of us. And then we lead exhausted and empty and burned out. I want to change that culture. And one of the things that we're going to be doing with restoring leaders is offering churches to come in both virtually or in person and help teach restorative principles to change the culture, to make health and restoration a huge thing in all of our churches, our staff cultures. So I don't care whether your, your staff team is two or three people or 50 or 100 people. Restoring Leaders wants to help you. And so if we can talk to you about that, reach out. We would love for you to be one of our test sites. We've got a couple places that we're going to be working with, but we would love to have a few more. And we will work with you financially on making it very affordable for you and your team. Or if maybe you as a, as a leader want to just train your team, then let's talk about how we can do that. I promise you, I will make it affordable for you so that you can do this because I'm passionate about helping leaders. I'm passionate about helping leaders embrace the and see the beauty of the valleys. I can't wait to tell you more about this book, but that's all I'm going to do for this podcast today. I hope it's been encouraging. I hope you don't feel like this is a sales pitch because that's not what I'm trying to do. What I want to do is get the word out. I want people to know about what this resource is because I want to help you. I'm trying to be the resource, <laughs> the person, the leader, that I wished I had had around me when I was going through my worst and my hard season. I wished I would have had somebody there to tell me, Tom, you're running at an unsustainable pace. You got to stop. You're burning yourself out. You're putting too much at risk. 
to try to build a ministry that is not really doing doing it the way that God wants you to do it. <laughs> That's really the truth. So my friends, if I can help you, if I can be of service to you, please reach out. But I can't wait to share some more episodes. And we've got episodes about the book. We've got episodes that are coming up. We're going to talk about creativity. We're going to talk about structures coming up. We've got some new ideas um, that, man, I just can't wait to share with you uh, in upcoming days. So God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Kid Ministry Collector podcast. And stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.